Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire Pre-Med. If you're new to the podcast, a warm welcome to you, too. This is the place for inspiration and insights into the path to med school. Or should I say paths, plural, because as we're demonstrating here, there are many unique ways to get from point A to point B. At any rate, I'm your host, Dr. V, and this week we're going to talk about letters of recommendation, also known as letters of evaluation. Some people also call them LORs or LOEs. Familiarizing yourself with this stuff is going to be helpful for the years to come. That is to say, when you look at the professional life of a physician, right? You've applied to college, some people do a post-bac or master's program, then there's med school, residency, and some people even do fellowship. At every stage of the game, you're likely going to need letters of recommendation to apply, and that's always something to keep in the back of your mind. So if you're unfamiliar with these letters, especially as it pertains to med school, this episode is all about giving you a nice overview of some important things to keep in mind as you navigate this process. And if you're tuning in and you're very early in your pre-med journey, that's all the more reason to listen, because you're at this point at which you're nurturing, or will begin to nurture, those relationships with the people from whom one day you're going to ask for those letters. Now, having said that, I want to preface this by saying that this is one of those episodes in which certain details may be subject to change in the future, right? That's just the nature of the beast. Deadlines, requirements, all those things may be different in future years. So if you're tuning in later on, always cross-reference with the AAMC website. Also, I'm going to be speaking in reference to the application process for most U.S. MD-granting med schools. As always, in case there are differences in the DO application process or even the unique application service for certain med schools in Texas, make sure you check accurate resources relevant to those. So, letters of evaluation are really simple in concept. Someone who knows you well in a professional capacity and can vouch for your qualifications writes a letter about why you are a strong candidate for medical school. So the basics are straightforward. There are, however, some important nuances in terms of how these are submitted, how these letters are stored, and so on. So even though there are a lot of important big-picture things to discuss, it's still really important to familiarize yourself with the minutiae. So right off the bat, I'm going to give you two resources to get you started, um, especially for those of you in the 2023 application cycle. And those resources are, one, the 2023 AMCAS Applicant Guide from the AAMC, and there's a whole section over multiple pages featuring a lot of detailed information about these letters of evaluation. And two, it's also important to check the websites of the individual medical schools where you're planning to apply. That way you can see if there are any unique considerations that you need to take into account. Now, with all of that said, let's get started with the first thing to know. And these are the types of letters that could be sent to med school. This basically depends on what your institution, that is your college, your post-bac program, typically does. So, for example, some schools put together what's called a committee letter. This is basically a letter written by your pre-health advisor or pre-health committee, and you could think of it as being on behalf of the institution. Sometimes they may use other people's letters or evaluations of you to formulate their committee letter. And also sometimes they may include these letters with what they write 
or they may even provide direct quotations from these evaluations. Every school has its own approach, and remember, not every school offers a committee letter. So it's really important that you establish a relationship early on with your pre-med committee if you have this. It's important to know what's required of you, the information that they need, and so on. So definitely nurture that relationship. The other type is basically a packet of letters written by individual letter writers, but submitted as a packet from your institution. This may not include a committee letter per se. And then finally, you have the good old-fashioned individual letters. One person writes a letter, and each letter is submitted individually. So the bottom line is, it's important to familiarize yourself with what your institution does, and then plan accordingly. This brings us to the second thing to know about letters of evaluation, and that is whom to ask. And this is basically for individual letters, that is. Typically, it's said that the general rule of thumb is to have at least three letters, two of which are from science professors, one of which is from a non-science professor. In addition to this, you may also want to consider including a letter from a mentor who knows you well, and that could be from a clinical or a research experience. If you're a non-traditional applicant making a career change, maybe consider a supervisor who can really vouch for your strengths and your growth. And this is also where it may be extremely helpful to reference what's being asked of you from the specific medical schools that you're looking at. I've even seen some schools set a maximum for number of letters, for instance, and you definitely want to respect those rules. Also, by the way, in general, think quality over quantity. So let's get a little bit more specific about whom to ask because I think this is a really important thing. This is someone making a case for you, right? And what ideally should come through is that this is a person who knows you well. This is where it's really important to have nurtured those relationships with people who have invested in you. These are mentors. These are professors. It's helpful that they've sat down with you, that they've recognized you from office hours, or that they've personally witnessed your commitment and dedication to a project. All of this comes through, whether overtly or not, in a letter. When you're choosing a letter writer, ask yourself, is this someone who knows me well, who can speak to my strengths, to my desire to become a physician, and to the growth I demonstrated over the years? That's the stuff of a compelling letter. Choose wisely. Remember, you're asking someone to write you a strong letter of recommendation. The next thing to talk about is when to ask for these letters. Pay close attention if your school writes a committee letter. And this is because you may actually need to express interest in this very early on, even more than a year before you apply. So check in with your pre-health committee and make note of these timing considerations. It's a bit more nuanced if you're the one asking for individual letters of recommendation. If it's early in your pre-med career, you could, of course, express interest whenever it feels right in those early stages. But in general, in your application year, when you're really ready to ask the question, you want to make sure you give your letter writer enough time. These kind folks are often really busy, and some of them, especially the science professors, are probably writing letters for other students too. And I'll tell you, as a letter writer, if you really care about the person you're writing for, it's going to take time. I usually say giving about three months before applications open up is what I find to be the sweet spot. So let's say hypothetically if applications open up in May... 
maybe think about asking sometime January, February-ish, okay? Uh, again, this is totally subjective, but this has generally been my approach for the dozen or so I've needed to request through the course of my training. That's for med school, residency, fellowship, and so on. And then I also found it helpful, kind of maybe a little bit more than halfway through, to just sort of check in. See if they need anything additional, maybe update them on anything new that happened. And of course, it never hurts to reiterate your appreciation. Finally, let's talk about how to ask. How to approach how to ask is uh, admittedly a very personal thing, right? This is simply my take on it. Give it thought to see if it resonates with you. Ultimately, do what's most comfortable for you and what you feel is right. Now, I'm a bit old school in this way, and, and some of your letter writers might be too. If this is someone that truly knows you well, chances are this is someone who you've seen in person or virtually or have spoken on the phone with, right? I think it's so much more personal to ask someone in person or just in a way that you can talk to them in real time. Of course, this is a case-by-case -case thing. It should be in keeping with how you've generally interacted with them in the past. And I think it's meaningful to ask this way because you're asking them of their support for you. And also, it's helpful to gauge the feedback you get from them. Are they excited for you when you ask them for a strong letter of support so you could pursue your dream? Or are they kind of tilting their head in confusion and asking, who are you again? I'm exaggerating a bit, but you see what I'm trying to say. And of course, you could always follow up with an email with the supportive documents that they may need to write this letter for you. Things like your CV, uh, a draft of your personal statement could be really helpful, and also the wonderful guidelines put out by the AAMC appropriately called Guidelines for Writing a Letter of Evaluation for a Medical School Applicant. We actually talk a lot about this in Episode 7, The Core Competencies, which if you haven't listened to, definitely check it out. It has a lot of good information relevant to letters of evaluation. And again, all of this is just my approach, but definitely make sure to express your gratitude to your letter writers. It's a lot of work, but for the people who are really invested in you, it's a sincere pleasure and they want to see you fly. They want to see you succeed. So it is, I will say, really nice to keep your letter writers updated about your journey and your successes. And the people in your corner are really there to support you and to help get you there. So in the interest of time, I'm going to call it here. Be sure to check out those resources we talked about in the beginning. Be sure to check out episode seven, the core competencies. And if you're getting something out of Aspire Pre-Med, share an episode with a friend. I'll see you next time.